Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ida Bros podcast. At Quarantine home. edition. Quarantine. <laughs> oh, sorry. Keep going with your intro. No, no, I think that's that's perfect. I I, I don't know what else to. We really need like cover. a big a big banner that pops up that says Quarantine Edition. Quarantine we'll, we'll add edition. some like balloon noises with a kazoo. Seems about right. Yay! So, so uh, what have y'all been doing with your your quarantine free time? Quarantine free time. It's been the same. <laughs> I work for an essential business, so same. still going to work. Woohoo! Yep. Yeah, I think we all do, except yeah. he's blessed to. Well, I guess you are too to work from home. Yeah, yep, I get to work from home. I don't know if it's yeah. a blessing or a curse in my situation. Yeah. They keep asking me to log on uh, when I'm not supposed to be logged on. Yeah. So, Yikes. But uh, working at a hospital, we've got like unlimited approved overtime right now. Ooh. So wow. I've been uh, cashing in on that for sure. Okay, so you could you could come out of come out of this whole debacle <laughs> rich yeah. just loaded hopefully <laughs> yeah but or uh, you could work yourself down so much that you get the virus which also would not be a good idea oh, i'd take the break at this point <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's been tapering off as people kind of you Calm know down. you know we've had a lot of cases that people have like had the virus and already you know gotten better it's been mm you know, two weeks since this really kicked off, so... So just um, yeah. two weeks and we'll all be good. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that the majority, as long as everybody stays home, I think the majority of our craziness should should stay to a, a manageable level. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I hope the panic buying calms down. Yeah, it's. I, yeah, I feel like seriously. that's like the most ridiculous part about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. It's not. It's not disrupting supply chains. Like, calm down. Yeah, we. Yeah, that it. It the panic buying made no sense to me in the beginning because I'm sitting here going like, man, like, we lose close to a million people worldwide to the flu every year. It's like, I, if I remember correctly, I mean, don't quote me, but I think it's in the 600k range um, to the flu every year, and we don't. We don't. Not saying that you shouldn't be concerned about the virus, but we don't lose our minds over the flu. Yeah. Um, and this is more infectious too. than the flu, but mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we don't buy up all the toilet paper and and all the the ramen noodles when it flu season hits. So. Oh yeah, that's gonna protect. That's just me normally, no. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, I eat so much ramen noodles that I require a hoarder level of toilet paper. <laughs> And I realized how bad my diet is when I went to go grocery shopping and a lot of like the things I just normally buy. I'm like, I'm like, this is what people buy when they're panicking. I'm like, crap, crap. I need to eat better. <laughs> yeah. No the, the one thing that shocked me. So I really like they're They're like the Amy's frozen dinners. Uh, yeah. Sponsor us because I would, <laughs> I would love a sponsor. Um, they're, I mean, they're kind of expensive, but they're like real food frozen dinners like when i eat them yeah. i'm not like wow i'm i don't know if this is you know fake meat or not they're they're <laughs> I can't they're uh, it's not butter <laughs> yeah exactly I, I can't believe this isn't meat you know give me some of that textured soy protein but yeah they're, they're like wholesome meals or whatever um that are frozen uh but they weren't cleared out and this was like right at the beginning of the panic when grocery stores were like empty 
And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the weird one or or what, but I am still able to buy my frozen dinners. <laughs> like, we what should... is wrong with these that everybody knows that I don't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should go check the vegan aisle, see if it's all stocked up and ready to go. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Apparently, a bunch of, at least a couple weeks ago, um, a bunch of the organic stuff, because I went, I ordered a bunch of stuff and they swap out with like the closest thing. Like, we didn't have this, but we had this organic version and apparently at least a couple weeks ago, organic stuff was still widely available, which I thought was funny. Yeah, because it's so expensive. Who wants to stock up on organic food? Yeah. It doesn't have all those those preservatives we need in it. (laughs) Yep. Mm. Hey. Sulfate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Lord. Gross. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Um, the, the funny thing is, is, uh, my mom's been, my, my parents have been probably, I've talked to my parents more in the past two weeks than I have since I've, I've moved out. Same. Cause they're, they're wow. like kind of freaking out and they're like, you're making sure to get outside and do stuff, right? Like exercise. And I'm like, mom, I, I, I <laughs> live inside 90% of the time. Like, oh, man. like. I leave my apartment for class twice a week for four hours. Like that's it, <laughs> you know? Wow. So uh, she funny. doesn't understand that I've already, I, I've already... like, I'm way ahead of everybody on this whole <laughs> self-isolation thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm well practiced at this point, but oh, that's so funny. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people in my situation are as well. Yeah. You know, especially here in Idaho in the winter, if you're not into you know winter sports, well, it's not really winter anymore. But there's there's just not too much. Had a couple to... days in the last week that kind of still felt like winter. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh man. But yeah. when the weather's bad, there's just not much you want to go do outside. Mm-hmm. So put in a lot of Tarkov hours this week. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> but oh man. What have you been up to, Hayden? How's working at home been? Um, it's been fine. It's a lot of emails and there's occasional meetings. I mean, those have been going on for a while, so mm-hmm. not much has changed in that respect. Uh, what are you guys using for like emails and or uh, meetings and communication between people? Just emails and like Skype? Yeah, basically, or whatever version we use. The uh, teams the interesting the great part about this yeah. is no commute it's like oh look it's so nice I take, there's no traffic between my bed and the chair yeah <laughs> it's amazing expressway and then you, you just like when you need to like take five minute break you get up and you're like oh i'm at home i can go look in my fridge and realize i don't want to eat any of this and close <laughs> it and go right back to work dude i'm i'm terrified for, at, for like when i actually have to go back to work when i get yeah. a new job in the future because i've gotten oh, no. so used to being like oh yeah i guess i'll just take a nap on my lunch today or oh yeah i guess i'm just gonna make eggs and bacon for lunch today no, no seriously i'm gonna have to pack a lunch what is this oh no i already I know. filled one up of, my fridge one of my coworkers is habitually late um like 10 minutes every day and she like drives her kid to daycare or whatever and nobody would believe her that like it's hard for her to like get all that done before she gets there and that's why she's always 10 minutes late and then she's working from home because all the daycares are closed and um, our 
my boss was talking to somebody else and he's like, wow. He's like, she was emailing me like 40 minutes before work started. Yeah. It's... And he goes, it's, he's like, this is weird. And uh, the person he's talked to is like, yeah, it's probably the commute that kills her. And it's like, yeah. Seriously. I though. would imagine how it'd be real nice. I mean, I live eight minutes away, so it's not a big deal. But I imagine like if you're more than like 15 minutes, that really can save you a lot of time in a day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my commute was only about 10 minutes when I was going into the office. But I mean, now that mm-hmm. I work from home, my, you know, like Hayden said, the commute is from your bed to your desk. Yeah. And in my, uh, my very small four corners, uh, that's about one step. <laughs> yep. It takes so. you longer to get out of bed than it does to actually walk to your desk. Truer truths have <laughs> never been spoken. <laughs> so is that is that the goal we're all striving for is to be able to work from home in the future i hope so it it makes sense business wise to send people or at least home. a mix a mix at least mm-hmm. i understand like vr yeah like because yeah. communicating with people and like interacting with people i could see how if you don't have that like interest in case um like physical i could see how you, you'd like get lonely um but I need people it seems like the benefits there's a lot of benefits from at least throwing it in yeah basically yeah well i mean it's it's got huge benefits for the business too if you can afford to send people home you know your your liability insurance plummets you know your (laughs) your in like your overhead costs go way down I'm sure they're saving so much money on the really crappy free coffee that they serve us at work. You know, <laughs> ironically, uh, the really crappy free coffee is probably what I miss most from the office. But... Oh, it's just like, it, well, I don't have to make it. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah. That's right. Is as horribly lazy as that sounds, it's the truth. Well, and like, if you have less employees in the office um outside of this whole thing um if one of them is to catch the flu or whatever it's less total sick days that you have to pay out because there's less people in the office to get it and yep that's uh that's another huge advantage mm-hmm. and like who doesn't like working from home like you can lay in bed and work on your stuff or whatever like... i would love working from home so much more if i had like a dog or a cat to be honest yeah do you want to borrow mine <laughs> I mean, yes, but I, I have a feeling that my uh, you don't want complex. To mine. I don't know. I'm pretty <laughs> decent with dogs. She's a turd. But uh, I have a feeling my apartment complex manager would mind, unfortunately. What? You know what? Speaking of my complex manager, it was really. I had a really funny situation with them the other day. I was sitting on my couch, which I rarely ever do unless people are over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at my phone, and then all of a sudden, I see this yellow paper shoot through the door, and I like jumped six feet because <laughs> it scared the tar out of me. But this was two days ago, and they were planning on having our our parking lot resurfaced by, uh, you know, a, a it's not a construction, a paving company, I guess. But yeah. I, you know, we haven't heard anything from them on the the whole coronavirus thing, and if you know they want <laughs> us to do things differently. But we hear yeah. about the, the paving thing. And then yesterday when they were supposed to do it, they sent a text to everyone. Hey, uh, that was canceled. Don't sweat it. And then that's literally all we've heard. Um, but I, I just thought it was humorous that they uh, even thought to mention it. Yeah, they're like, 
So I continue looking all the doorknobs, but uh, we <laughs> do want to inform you that you're going to need to move your car. Exactly. That's funny. It was interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I saw my parents last week. Um, my mom's like, come over because it's my birthday. She's like, come over. She's like, this is probably the last time for a while because they're they're like full quarantine. They're both boomers and old. <laughs> um, nice. And she's like, this will be the last time for a while. And I was like, okay. And she was like all paranoid about it. And I totally forgot where I was going with the story. There was a point to that story, but I totally just lost it. <laughs> probably how great the traffic was driving over there. No, I don't remember what it was. Uh, I will say that the, the traffic on the freeway has like gone back to 2010 normal traffic levels for <laughs> like, Idaho. No, 2002, man. Oh, yeah, it's nobody weird. lives here anymore. Yeah, it's so nice. Except for the fact that I can't leave my apartment now. Yeah. I know, I look out, because I can see uh, one of the on-ramps or whatever uh, to get onto the the flying Y from my house. Mm-hmm. And normally, at like 5 o'clock, it's like people crawling down that. And I have not, and now, you just mentioned that, and I was like thinking the last time that I saw that, and it's been weeks. Yeah. Since wow. it's been like backed up down that road. Do you think that the haze looks a little bit better? Like there's less smog in the valley? I would assume there is. I haven't noticed though. Our air is normally like not bad unless well, there's like an inversion. There's lots of wind. Yeah. yeah. There's it, it gets bad in the winter with the inversion because that traps yeah. everything in, in the the smog crap that we mm-hmm. get, unfortunately. I would assume but, that it, the weather I mean, or the air has been better, but I can't tell. I mean, I popped onto Google traffic just to go look in LA and all the freeways are empty. Yeah, well, what was it? I was watching uh, one of Joe's podcasts a couple days ago, and he was talking about it. He's like, it's the weirdest thing. He's like, I haven't seen traffic like this here since the 90s. He's like, you can just drive down. He's like, our freeway parking lots don't exist anymore. He's like, it's weird being able to just drive down the freeway. Oh, I bet. That's going to be nuts. uh, I looked at the air quality for LA, and it's equivalent to here right now. So I think everybody with... Everyone's like, oh, I can breathe. Look at all these <laughs> smells. It doesn't smell like car. I can breathe. I can breathe. Yeah. I can breathe. Just that. Yeah, they can, they can smell until they get COVID and then they lose their sense of smell. Yep. Rip. So is that is that like a symptom that people are watching out for? Like loss yeah. of sense of taste and smell? Because mm-hmm. I, I can tell you guys that that's not a symptom we're concerned about with our, our triage at work. Um. But from what I, I I trust you then, yeah. Yeah, but, well, from uh, what I had heard is it's not common in all cases, but it is an er, it's an early onset symptom. So like, you'll because in theory, like you'll start showing signs of being infected, and then you get a, you get a little bit of like a cold or whatever your symptoms are, and then you get better, and you kind of go through like a peak of like not feeling good, going back down, feeling better, and then you like shoot way up into like the high fever and all the other garbage and apparently in that initial little like spike of symptoms that's where it can pop up interesting but then it goes away so i i've found that it's it's really interesting just from what i've heard from the people i talk to at work every day a lot of the the people that have had it have said you know have commented on that oh yeah i you know i went to bed i felt great the next morning for a few hours and then it hit again and then mm-hmm. you know it's it's a bit interesting. I was 
and uh, I was reading on Reddit, they're talking about possibly using the medication they use to treat malaria to treat the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah it was uh, hydrochloroquine. Cl- chloridine or chloroquine yeah, or something. There was a, a Zithromax. They were going to cocktail it. The malaria medication and then a bacteria yeah, medication. I, I don't know, like... And I'm I'm not a, a what you would uh, consider a medical professional yet. I guess uh, hashtag, medical amateur. Yeah, you are. Hashtag You're life there, goals. Um, but I just don't see the benefit in giving a bunch of people Zithromax because or Zithromycin is the technical term for it. But uh, you know, you know, because I think I, it's to prevent secondary infections. Which because that's what a lot. That's been a, that's apparently a big killer too. Is yeah. you'll get covid and then it yeah and it'll like drop your immune system so much Mm -hmm. that you get a bacterial infection and that's what yeah ends up killing you like china people are getting really pissed at china early on because they stopped if you didn't die directly of covid um they weren't reporting it as a covid case so if you got covid and then got pneumonia they count as a pneumonia case Mm, and different things like that so i think that's why they're throwing i i see it for the really zithromycin um I see it being but, super beneficial for the really bad cases where they're already hospitalized. Um, but again, from my amateur experience in the medical field, um, I, I'm just concerned that patients are going to really want something that's not going to be all that beneficial to them. Um, yes, there's like a placebo effect. Yeah, so like, and, and you see it, this is probably my biggest pet peeve about my job currently is the number of patients that call in that are like, yeah, I'm not feeling good. Can uh, my doctor call in a Z pack for me, which is uh, Zithromax um, yes. or Zithromycin. And it's, it, it's like, I mean, first of all, it's after hours. They're, they're not going to do that. But second of all, that's, you know, chances are that's not going to do anything for you. And people don't realize the, the massive effect that antibiotics have on the body. Um, cause they don't just kill the air quotes, bad bacteria. It's like a straight up nuke on all the bacteria in your body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a lot of people don't realize that they literally have more bacterial cells in their body than they do human cells. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's a big deal. And the more research they do on the, what they'd call the microbiome of the bo- body, all the bacteria in your body, the more they find that it's linked to, you know, a person's sense of well-being and the, you know, the health of their digestive system. And I don't know. It's and interesting. I have a question. And taking antibiotics uh, has been increasing the amount of antibiotic resistant bacteria. Too. Yes. Yes. That's something that people don't realize. I think that like this whole coronavirus thing has definitely been a, a big spook done, a, done, done a big spook done a big scare um i don't know how to meme speak very well anymore uh, apparently but uh it's been locked away for so long yeah uh, i i've been talking to patients all day um but i i think where we're gonna get the real scary stuff is um when we have too many antibiotics floating around and we end up with too many of these resistant strains so you know and you can't do anything. Yeah, then you're totally screwed. It's over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anywho, 
just Tristan ranting about Tristan things that Tristan's passionate about. That's that's what that's what the podcast is here for. Hayden had oh, a question though, right. and What's I think up? I cut him off. Okay, um, it was basically about the gut flora. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take uh, antibiotics and it does destroy it, which I mean, it, that's what it does. Um, can you get an imbalance of uh, other bacteria like E. coli that causes other problems that yes. may not be present immediately? So people people don't quite realize how the whole antibacterial resistant thing happens. And it's, so bacteria divide so many times that each you know generation of bacteria and you can have depending on the bacteria you could have a hundred generations in like 24 hours with that many generations the number of random mutations that happen in the bacteria will make a small population of those bacteria resistant you know let's right. say like literally a hundred and a hundred million of them or i i mean i guess that's literally sure. like one in one million um but when you have, you know, I, I can't remember the exact number. I think it's like, like, I want to say it's 6 billion. It's a lot of bacterial cells in your body. Oh, yeah. And yep. I, I can't remember the exact numbers. But essentially, you end up with this small po- population that have this resistant strain. But the rest of your flora outcompetes them, essentially, and keeps them in their place. And then when you take something like... Uh, azithromycin or amoxicillin penicillin it kills all the other bacteria that weren't resistant and now this bacteria you know is just it's in an empty house so now this bacteria is sitting on the couch naked watching tv with doritos scattered everywhere yeah exactly it's it you know it's like the dirty rat from flushed away if you guys ever watched that you know, he's just wreaking he's, havoc on this this person's house because he's the only one in there. Um, and, and that's how the bacterial resistance comes about. And now when they're left alone like that, uh, they invite their bacterial resistant girlfriends over and then have bacterial resistant kids rapidly. And then all of a sudden you have a, a, a real big issue. Um, so it, uh-huh. it's not so much that it... Um, taking antibiotic it's not that your body builds an immunity it's that you literally just selectively bred the bacteria that's already in your body yep so it you know it's a really interesting topic and i think the more that people understand how that works the better we're going to get at you know managing antibiotic use and if you mess up your flora too much then you have to take a poop pill and nobody wants to take a poop pill yeah the uh um fecal transplants are super fascinating yeah Um, they're they're proving from a a few of the studies i've read and it's been a while ago but they're proving to be really effective for treating c diff um Mm -hmm. clostridium difficile um if you want to get real fancy um so and if i don't know if you're familiar with it but it's not something you ever want to be familiar with yeah um it's uh i mean if you read about dysentery in the oregon trail it's it's like that but worse now it explains why everyone died of it yeah it uh and quite frankly if you know we didn't have modern medicine something like c diff would be would be crippling Mm -hmm. 
because it, it's it's highly highly infectious and it is very unpleasant uh you know you'd be a lot of people if you know they weren't didn't have access to medical attention would not not fare very well but uh yeah oh uh speaking of modern medicine um uh, man i'm just popping off today um, dude go for it go for it what's really fascinating and i think i've talked to you guys about it before but the okay. so the yearly strain of the flu um that we get they call if i remember that correct they call the yearly difference um a genetic shift um so it looks slightly different and your body doesn't recognize it that's why you got to get a different shot every year um but every hundred years it completes um it's like a i believe it's called a genetic morph or uh, a full mutation or something but essentially every hundred years it's changed so much that we're supposed to have it's like supposed to be like much worse than before because it's an entirely different strain of the flu Hmm. um than what we experienced before um so that that's uh for example like the spanish flu that was experienced during the early 1900s um so the the full-on genetic morph or whatever uh the next one was swine flu um so when you compare swine flu to the spanish flu or maybe it was the bird flu now that i think about it it was actually a mix if i was i was reading this recently yeah, but anyways, our, it was supposed to be, like, catastrophic levels of, you know, death, famine, and despair. But due to modern medicine, the the comparatively, we had, like, you know, 1% of the deaths or something crazy that they did back in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, modern medicine, it's... Uh, our medical system's impressive. Pretty nuts. But, anywho... Well, and that's what that's what makes COVID sketchy is be- just because of the sheer spread of it. Yeah, it's it overwhelms. <sighs> yeah, it's highly infectious, which is mm-hmm. uh, an issue. Because it really just getting a small group of people with it, or hospitals would be fine, and most of the people, mm-hmm. unless you're like over eighty or whatever, you'd be fine. But it's the overwhelming yes. of our hospitals that is the big issue with it. I think almost what's what's more scary than than how infectious it is is how much it's caused people to panic yeah um that's been like incredible for for me to experience because i like at work we've never had a call volume like this like i've had incredibly busy days at work Um, i'm sure everybody has but i've never experienced so many phone calls where people were just like in tears on the phone like i've got a sore throat and a cough and my kids have fevers and they're literally just crying on the phone about it you know like freaking out that much and you know it just it makes me feel bad because they don't realize like for your average healthy population you know it's not good for you to get it obviously but you know, for most of us that are reasonably healthy, it's not an imminent health risk, you know? Yeah. So I, I wish the news would have been literally like, you know, if, if people would listen and had common sense, the news could have literally been, hey, guys, if you're sick, stay home, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But since well, think... our culture is so 
you know, material and capitalist driven, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, it, it, it keeps people from staying home when they're sick. Yeah. Well, and I think part of it too is the, the transition from this isn't a big deal. Don't worry about it. Continue on to your day to like closing things down. I think scared yeah. people a lot too. Yeah. It, it, um, there it was... put that like uncertainty like, well, they said this now and now it could be this or it like threw into a, them into like, why well, don't trust anything they say now. And then people just go full panic mode. And it's like with the groceries and everything mm-hmm. they're like, just... they're, they're saying this isn't going to crush like the supply chain. There's no need to go panic by, but people are still, they're like, well, they were wrong about this and they're running out and panic buying. Yeah. Well, it's almost like saying there's no need to panic buy freaked more people out into panic buying, which, and I got DC. Yeah. yeah. It's like a feedback loop with the news. They would be more than happy to uh, show the stores being filled with panic, panicking people, ripping things off the shelf and then showing it to everybody. Mm -hmm. In fact, I actually, um, I was watching a video. I can't, this is unsubstantiated. I have no idea if it's true or not, but um, the video was Johnny Carson doing a skit about toilet paper and how there was a shortage. Mm-hmm. And it was just part of the skit. There was no actual shortage. And people actually started, after watching the um, the Tonight Show, they went out and started buying toilet paper. And it was like flying off the shelves because oh of what he gosh. said. Yeah, I, I mean, I believe it. It's, it's unfortunate. I, I think What's kind that? of the the irony with all of the panic buying is that it's, it's doing the exact opposite of what people need to be doing. Like Mm -hmm. instead of people just being like, Oh, I need to stay home and whatnot. It's, Oh, I need to run out and, you know, possibly get poisoned essentially. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing is that this, this is not something I would classify as um, being prepared. I think the idea is you have things stocked up before something happens so that it, when it does happen, yeah. it doesn't affect you. But now the the mode of operation has been to just go hit the hit the supermarket every day and get everything you can. Buy, buy up that um, – uh, go buy up the hand sanitizer. Formula. Lysol. The ramen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not that's definitely yeah, it's not being prepared. That's panicking, panic buying and yeah, which trying to catch up. Yeah. And and the the whole scalping thing like it, I I have mixed feelings about it. Um cuz I get it. There's a there's a high demand for a bunch of these items or whatever, but it's also kind of just super crappy cuz it's like this I don't know. I I Especially, I had a Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say I had a pretty good laugh when that I can't remember what state that guy was in, but he had like twenty thousand bottles of hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, the hand sanitizer oh, guy. And then they they were like, Yeah, you either face criminal charges for scalping or you donate all of it. And he was like, Oh crap. Yep. <laughs> you know. Um And I think letting letting the markets to an extent kind of adjust, like because when things become a short supply, the price for them goes up. That's how it works. But it does when when you hit a point when people are trying to sell like a four pack of toilet paper for $80. It's like, this is absurd. And you're taking advantage of an already crappy situation. So yeah. there's definitely a, there's definitely like a line when it becomes, this is not supply and demand anymore. This is you taking advantage. Yeah. yeah. In a full on scumbag, you know? Yeah. Because like, <sighs> I mean, you think about the people that are 
what I call marginalized. They don't have all of the, like I have my own car. I, I think I take for granted the fact that not everybody in a family is going to be able to have a, a vehicle that they can go run and get uh, groceries or be able to work from home. That's the other thing is I'm pretty lucky to be able to do that. Same. And I'm not, for some people that right. you're not going to be able to wake up at five in the morning to go to every single Winco when the, the shipment comes in and stand in line. That That's where I, I think, which is where I, th I think all these uh, supermarkets have stepped up and said, all right, we're, we're limiting it. You buy two toilet paper and get out. Don't come yeah. back. Yeah. And, and, that... doing, and doing the high risk times, I think it's been really good. I think Winco's doing it. Costco's doing it. I think I saw Albertsons is doing it, but it's like the first two hours that they're open or whatever is for high risk patients. So like mm -hmm. people, lots think, of stores were... doing like elderly hours and stuff, yeah. which is really cool. Good. Cause um, yeah, it's cause it's, those are the people, especially cause they're the ones that are going to need stuff. And they're the ones that are putting themselves most at risk trying to get for sure. a pack of toilet paper or whatever. Yeah. But, but, uh, you know, after all this clears up, I think we'll have a lot more people that appreciate being prepared for something before it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, and people have been a lot more friendly. I don't know if you've noticed that, but. It seems like that, you know, I, I feel like you only see the extremes in it now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people are either incredibly friendly or, you know, incredibly rude and crazy. Well, the, the little interaction I've had with people outside of like my office, basically, like delivery people, they've been super friendly and like they're like, have you how you been? You getting through this? OK. And it's been like mm -hmm. almost weird. It's yeah, like it's, everybody I've talked to has just been super friendly. It's strange. I, I make sure to, especially now, because I've been eating or I've been getting way too many Uber Eats deliveries. Um, but uh, <laughs> I always make sure to tip them and I always, I always try to give them cash. Uh, please don't tell Uber because it's kind of cheating their scummy system. Um, but uh, I, you no know, I always tell them I them. really appreciate them doing that because the way work's been, it's been kind of difficult to leave the house. Yeah, well, yeah, it's huge for you because yeah, you're basically working. There's a few playing days... games for an hour or whatever, then going to bed. Like yeah. you're so swamped. There was a uh, a couple days where I, you know, would get on at like five thirty to catch up on you know workflows that i can't do while i'm on the phone and then i would get off at three and then i'd you know hang out for an hour play some video games get some food and then i'd start working again at like four four thirty until five or you know or four thirty until like six or seven just because we needed somebody to come in to cover other people's lunches and breaks but um, it, it seems like we're through the worst of it. We ended up having to cross train some people from other departments and that's helped out quite a bit. Uh, I was joking with my one work buddy that it's going to stink going back to the, the normal call volumes because they're going to take all of our extra help away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, things are, things are looking up, you know, work slowing down. I think a lot of the, you know, you're more average, not at risk type people that have gotten it or realizing, oh, hey, you know, 
the the whole South Park bit that I used to joke about is true. You know, the the middle class cure for coronavirus is yeah, Dayquil, chicken noodle soup, and Seven Up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yep. Uh, I know the problem is now we got to keep doing it for. I think they say we'll hit the peak over the next couple weeks, but mm-hmm. we got to like power through next month of unpleasantness as more and more cases pop up and people there's gonna be a lot of people that are going well this isn't working it's like well it is it's just because of the delay mm-hmm. we just got to keep we got to stick to it and like deal with it basically which is yeah. a bummer it, it's a bummer but you know at the same time like i hate to to make people feel like i'm i'm belittling them for their problems because <laughs> um, I, I do understand, like, my, my buddy David, you guys might remember David from school. Um, he he serves tables at Red Robin, or I should say he used to serve tables at Red Robin. Aww. You know, and, and he's got coworkers that have to pay rent and feed their kids. Um, but at the same time, it's important for people to remember that e- even though they go to bed at night worrying about the next day, the the sun still comes up every day, you know. So yeah, and I think when I talk with older people, that's the one thing that they say is that yeah, I used to worry all those early years, and here I am today, and it didn't really benefit me at all. Mm-hmm. It's you got through all the bad times, and yeah, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, you humans is horrible as the comparison sounds are a whole hell of a lot like cockroaches. <laughs> like, we were surprisingly hard to kill off. <laughs> we just keep popping yes, up. Are. And uh, for some reason, we just don't quit. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, I just think it's important for people to remember that the sun's going to come up tomorrow no matter what. So, And the other thing is that maybe since the millennials are now starting to take the places the up-and-coming majority of the the population have never been exposed to stuff like this before on, mm-hmm. a, on a global scale. I mean, you, you think about how prevalent some diseases were for the, the baby boomers and the, the generation before them with measles and polio. Yeah. And you look at the infection rates there, and everybody kind of, they accepted it. They realized it sucked, but they kind of kept, improving society they develop vaccines and oh that's a that's a whole can of worms i'd love to talk to you guys about my 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 family i love them to death and i know my mom is the way she is because she loves us but the vaccine anti-vaccine propaganda is is kind of rough she she always she always does the uh the I know you don't really agree with this, but I really want you to look at this and tell me what you think. And and I always so she sent me today, and I watched it on my lunch. This vaccine, um, anti-vaccine, essentially propaganda, uh, documentary, and and it was very well filmed. I found it informative. The only issue that I had with it was there was no proof. There was no like actual you know, studies that were covered. It was just a bunch of air quotes, medical professionals clipped together from random, you know, court cases. And, you know, it was a lot of anecdotal stuff and, you know, it, it's hard. I, I, I find it 
humorous that the generation of people that told us, yeah, you can't believe everything that's on the internet is literally <laughs> believing everything they find on the internet right now. Um, anywho. I feel like I this sounds like the same documentary somebody sent to me a while back. Yeah, I, I'll pull it up on my phone. Uh, give me one second here. I got one. It I've basically... kind of worked that idea back into like my mom's head. Like, you can't believe everything that Facebook pops up. But for a while, she was sending me something like, Mom, this is complete this is so obviously fake Isn't that true mm -hmm. there's there's thing it's it's hard because i watched the anti-vax stuff and i i'm it's I so weird how they just fell for it yeah it, the thing is and that's what i was going to talk about is is like i don't have kids i would love to someday but i don't have kids and then when you they show all these clips of other crying moms talking about you know how their kid was perfectly normal before they got vaccines and now all of a sudden he's severely autistic i i don't know if that's the proper terminology um but you know they're they're severely autistic and now they have seizures that really appeals to the mom inside of yeah. moms and uh I, I almost feel a little bit angry about it because I'm like, man, these people, they're taking advantage of my mom and, mm -hmm. you know, and that's in turn putting, you know, my brothers at risk. But I, I know my mom's doing her best. Not sure. no judgment there. But um, anyway. my question is, when they come out with a covid vaccine, whenever they do. Are we going to allow the anti-vaxxers to get it? Oh, I, th I, oh. I think we should have a running man style have you guys seen running man <laughs> no oh yeah no. okay it's a it was the original hunger games um, Oh, okay so <laughs> oh, uh, i know what you're talking about yeah man. it was an arnold movie dystopian future they have this mm -hmm. game show called running man and um they throw all these like unarmed people into this basically arena gladiator style with all these like Wow. beefed up crazily like flamethrowers and chainsaw arm people it's ridiculous um anyways we should have a running man style competition where instead of having gladiators with chainsaws for arms and flamethrowers they just have the coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> um i'm a horrible person be, it'll, that's hilarious actually but it'd be so it's going to be interesting to see if they if the anti-vaxxer group jumps on it when it comes out because they've clearly seen like the effects of something like that. And then mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see if they decide to go, no, I'm going to stick to this garbage. I I've been spouting or I've seen it work. I've seen the virus. I've seen the effects of a vaccine. I'm going to go get it. It'll be real mm -hmm. interesting to see. My guess is they aren't going to get it, but most likely not. And and so that uh, the documentary that I watched earlier that it that started off with a quote and I can't remember the name of the doctor, but the the quote was there is the only safe vaccine is never to get the vac or is a vaccine that doesn't exist or not to get it, which is is a it's a quote that applies to all of medicine. Um, yeah, the place to. A lot of things. Yeah, the I mean, the only safe alcohol is to never drink alcohol. The only safe sex you can ever have is just to not have sex. Mm -hmm. You know, the it, it's a it's a flawed line of logic. You know, and yeah, and something that I would urge people to to consider is that by not getting your kids vaccinated, you're putting 
kids that are allergic and aren't able to get vaccines at risk, which is really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, anyhow. So I'll make a correction for myself. It wasn't related to vaccines. It was related to GMOs. Mm. I I had gotten a I had gotten a video from somebody in. I think the guy was a chiropractor, and he was <laughs> trying to tell people that. Uh, well, let me look. I've got. I, I kept all these notes because. Uh, He's going back toward fact checking himself later. Oh on. yeah, I did. I I I went ahead and wrote up a three page document. It was like, uh, Microsoft Word says it was about 1300 words. I typed this stuff up and I didn't even get through the whole video. I got in like, uh, let's see, six minutes, no, eight minutes. And I was just done with him. There was so much like he was saying that there were um, potatoes that had fish genes in them and they were in our food supply. And they (laughs) were like, yeah, like fish. I want fish potatoes. I want protein potatoes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That needs to be a thing. Seriously, and all these just have the bacon grow in the potato. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> the, I find the the GMO um, argument very interesting because we've we've essentially been creating GMOs ever since like farming has existed. You know, yep. Farmers would selectively plant their crops. They'd save the best seeds from the previous year. They would. You know, it, people have known how to splice crops, uh, yep. like literally forever. It, it, I don't know. I find it really interesting because I don't think a lot of people really understand what genetically modified means. No, it's really just the next step of selective mm-hmm. breeding. Yeah, for plants. exactly. Yeah. And and to a certain degree, selective breeding is not too far from being genetically modified. Yeah. Yep. It just takes longer. Mm-hmm. So. And it probably it probably is safer because you it takes longer. You're not mm-hmm. making weird hybrids or doing whatever weird stuff. But <laughs> it is. It really is like it's just the next step. It's the same thing, just minus time. Exactly. And effort. I, it probably takes less work. So on on a related note, I, I was reading a article in a magazine. Would you ever put bacon grease in your whiskey? Uh hard pass. I've heard that's a thing. Um, yeah, I've is... I've heard of it as well. Um, love bacon grease. I love frying food in bacon grease. I'll I'll be straight on that 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 yeah. fact right there. Uh, in my whiskey, I it's just a little too far. I yeah, could I mean, see. We I need could a see podcast the episode where we do this. I could see <laughs> they smoke it. they smoke whiskey. There's machines you can buy. Um, one of my stepbrothers owns one. A whiskey smoker. <laughs> a whiskey whiskey smoker. Yeah, um, like that's the thing. And so in bacon, especially depending on the kind that you get, you can get a really like smoky bacon. You could get smoky bacon grease um, and it would sweeten it up a little bit. So I could see it, but it seems like overkill. I am. I'm not even a fan of smoky whiskeys. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a I'm a bourbon kind of guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, put, we'll put it in your bourbon. Don't worry. <sighs> I think the texture grosses me out more than anything. Like just thinking about like the alcohol mixing with like the uh, that just sounds gross i mean alcohol dissolve it's a solvent and it dissolves fat it probably wouldn't separate i i'm not sure i i generally speaking don't put bacon grease in my beverages and you would you'd have to have it like 
the grease like semi warm. Yes. Too, yeah, which mm-hmm. sounds gross because then it's gonna you're gonna have like is this like cold alcohol and like the warm grease because you can't you can't have the grease cold because it should be chunky and that's even worse is this like bulletproof whiskey like you know like the bulletproof coffee where you put butter in your coffee oh it'd be like the those are actually the the keto version of whiskey oh yeah the bulletproof coffee fantastic my uncle makes keto coffee um and puts a bunch of stuff it's like it's like breakfast Mm -hmm. um and it's actually really good um, my mom was using, uh, she would do, um, coconut oil and yeah. this collagen protein supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was really good. Um, and she would put it in the blender and it'd get all like frothy. It was fantastic. Huh. Um, I find the whole keto diet thing pretty interesting. Uh, to begin with, I, I think it's funny that we just call the Atkins diet the keto diet now, though. Yeah. Oh, it's the same thing. Uh, it, okay. It's, I mean, Atkins is no carbs. Keto diet is no carbs. So, it it's they're very similar diets. So, so does it really work? I I I don't keep up on this. I know no. people at my work follow all this health guideline stuff. In in the so does it really work? Yes. Asterisk. Small print. Fifteen asterisks. Um, if you stick to it, it it'll work, and it's gonna help you lose weight quickly. Um, it's from what I understand. Uh, again, not a doctor. Um, it's good for diabetic patients and patients that need to lose weight quickly. Um, and people with seizures. And, it apparently helps a lot with seizures. Some for some reason. I hadn't heard about that, but I believe it. Um, cause... Oh, yeah, that was apparently the initial. I don't know if they recommend it anymore, but that was initially the reason why it became popular. Um, they saw it helps with people with seizures, and so they started recommending go keto. Interesting. Um, I th- I think that keto done right um, is not is not bad for you. Um, you do have to uh, go back onto the carbs eventually because your body does need those. Your body uses that to repair a lot of the like collagen and whatnot in your joints and you know some other things. But um, a lot of times patients don't uh, don't do keto well. If that makes sense, they hear yeah. no carbs. And then they go, oh, I guess I'm going to eat meat all the time. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat eggs, bacon, and, and steak oh. all the time. And they end up putting themselves in a worse position than before, um, which is unfortunate. I, I think uh, I think that uh, patients that do it well, that eat a lot of low-carb vegetables, I, I think it poses less risk to them and that they are right. you know right anyways don't you also gain the weight back pretty quickly once you jump off of the diet yeah so since you're losing if you, if you... you lose a lot of water weight doing keto um which is beneficial uh it can help you lower your blood pressure um because the the more water you you have in your system you know the more blood volume there is there's some there's some, you know, Makes sense. stuff to that, and and fat stores a lot of um, water as well. But 
you know, what happens with a lot of people is they come off keto and then it's straight back to their old diet. Yeah. You'd need to come it's... off keto and and eat smart. You know, you need to I think the diet that most doctors recommend now is the Mediter- Mediterranean diet. Um which honestly of all the diets that I've I've been on, um bit of a chunkier dude. I, I've I've tried the the dieting here and there. Uh, the Mediterranean diet really isn't a diet so much as like a way of living, I would say, which, you know, I, I sound like a hippie granola chick. It's saying not a that. diet. Uh, it's um, a way of life. But it's really just changing <laughs> your mindset about food and, and eating whole foods, you know, um, not eating a bunch of processed junk, which yeah, a lot of us tend to do. If you've seen the documentaries on blue zone areas in the world, that Mediterranean locations are referenced a lot because it seems to be across all cultures that limiting your red meat intake and um, eating more vegetables and fruits than other types of things like dairy tend to give people better health um, outcomes in later life. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Um, one of the diets I haven't looked into much that uh, I don't know if Jordan Peterson necessarily recommends, um, but he he discussed the the carnivore diet quite frequently. And Joe um, Rogan, have you I, seen his take on that? I I, I haven't clean your room diet, but um, <laughs> um, I, I Joe heard, did the carnivore. All I heard about Joe Rogan's experience with it was that uh, his stomach was mighty upset for a while. Apparently that's like a yeah. thing with it because um, your your stomach has to adjust, apparently. Yeah, I could see that. And um, yeah, it was uh, Joe did it. I think Tom Segura did it and they both said they felt better, but they both said it took like a month to power through the explosive. Well, I could, I could totally see that because you kind of experienced the same thing on keto. You know, you, yeah. uh, my, my dad is into doing the keto and it's, you know, it's working well for him. I, I definitely lectured him on it a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, he's down 15 pounds over the past two months, which is a lot of weight to be losing pretty quick. Um, anywho, it's, it's good for him. Uh, but, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, he talked about the keto flu a lot, because when you stop eating carbs, uh, your body for a few days is just like, yo, dog, what the hell is going on? You know? Yeah. Because your brain runs on straight sugar. That's that's the kind of energy that your brain craves is just literally straight sugar. I mean, that's why. Is that what it is? uh, (laughs) And and. And that's why, like, they show, you know, test scores being higher after kids eat something sugary or, you know, stuff like that. Um, anyways, you have this flu before your body kicks into ketosis, which is your body essentially going into panic mode and turning your fat into other usable sources of energy. Um, so and that's that's why fat loss is so rapid with keto is because your body has none of those quick carbs that it can use right away and it goes straight into burning your fat reserves 
So yeah. Anyhow. Well, it makes sense with any diet when you stop doing what your body's used to. Your body goes, "What the hell?" Yeah. And then has to adjust. So it makes sense with any diet. Well, it really if early on you have problems. Mm-hmm. It, it well, it really comes back to the the gut flora or the microbiome of the human body a lot. Um, there's a there's research that's saying that uh, your gut, the bacteria in your gut, actually prob it probably determines what you're craving more so than you as a human being with a mind. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really freaky. Like, uh, it's not something that uh, that a lot of people have ever thought of like that. But the bacteria can actually cause you to crave certain nutrients that they need, not necessarily you, but that they need to survive mm. and keep growing. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. They help keep you alive. You're keeping them alive. When you're missing something, they go, "Hey." I need mm-hmm. this. And then your body goes, oh, hey, they need this. The The problem with that cycle comes in when you have a poor diet. Yeah. Because you're you're feeding and growing the bacteria that you don't need. So. Yeah. Um, and then you start craving, you know, cheeseburgers and french fries. Uh, Man, mine have an expensive taste. <laughs> <laughs> same. Uh, apparently, barbacoa is what they crave all the time. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't eat there enough for them to. I'm starving. Yeah, I'm hungry now. We've been talking <laughs> about food. Yeah, I'm hungry. Anywho, I, messaging. I, I'm gonna grab some water here real quick. You guys should. Talk Not about allowed. Uh, well, it's it's literally gonna be five seconds. <laughs> oh bye. Hayden. Yes, sir. How's it going? Oh, it, it's it's great over here. I have a wonderful view of the clouds rolling by. <laughs> The weather's been pretty nice, actually. It has. A little, little chilly, but... Picture stuff. I did some today. It At was... home, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Hayden. Yes. No, no, see, I, I looked at the I looked at the governor's... That doesn't, uh... sound, that doesn't sound essential. <clears throat> I did look at the governor's thing, and they did say that recreation outside was part know, of just, essential. As long as you stay six feet. Yeah, it, like I was going to tell you, there was... I saw... Probably no one. Three people downtown walking mm-hmm. around and everybody was in their cars but it was super dead which made it really good for photography i mean there was nobody getting in the frame yeah now, yeah now would be the time for that too <laughs> yes i can i know i'm just teasing you more than anything yes as long as you're not like licking doorknobs and stuff <laughs> on other planets I know it's illegal, <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> uh, man spongebob knew he was talking about us oh yeah absolutely oh so funny i know the weather keeps trying it's like 50 degrees and sunny then it gets like 55 and sunny and then it gets cold again it's like it's trying to get to spring i'm quite there thinking about it i gotta get nice and sunny up too what was that hate i gotta get my wasp uh, trap set up too yeah it's getting to be about that season get them early Mm mm-hmm Uh, another interesting thing talking about being out um, we just had the the like uh, shelter in place uh, whatnot signed Um, Mm -hmm. I was explaining to my mom when she was really wanting me to come over the day after that happened that (laughs) a, a lot of the reason well another big reason for that 
is to eliminate things like traffic accidents. <clears throat> that makes sense. Because with the situation hospitals are in right now, uh, they're low on resources. So the wait time for someone that's having a true emergency, like a uh, stroke, heart attack, has just been in a traumatic accident, the wait times are getting longer. And so by having more people out doing things, you increase the risks of these kind of things happening. And then mm -hmm. they need services that the hospital doesn't you know, have or are not available at the moment. Um, it, it really helps prevent you know, unnecessarily death, unnecessary deaths because of that. Uh, yeah. So something to keep in mind while you're out and about. Anyhow. Yeah, it makes sense. Now is not a good time to be doing risky things. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. now is not a time to need any medical attention whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. No, my plastic surgery is not going to happen. <laughs> no. That's not essential. Your no. uh, your boob job is going to have to wait. <laughs> Did you see, um, I think it was two days ago, Blaine County, the county that's been most hit hard here. Also in Idaho. In Idaho, yeah. Um, they tightened down their shelter-in-place restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, Who does it apply to now? Uh, it's like food delivery and medical, basically. And that's it. Yeah. Which is wild because they like they shut down all construction, all everything. It's like you do not leave your house unless you're getting food or your medical personnel. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you can probably still go on a walk, but been pretty, pretty rough at work because of that, because all of the non-essential medical facilities have been shut down, including the family medicine doctor's offices. Oh. Um, so we've been taking phone calls for them and it's been really rough because patients are like, well, when are they going to be back? And I've got to be like, eh, I don't know. You're so, like, have you watched the news? Um, Watch when, for a while. When people stop getting sick. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, it's been pretty rough. And, uh, you know, pro tip to anybody that has prescriptions, uh, especially if you live in here in Idaho, uh, you most likely either go to St. Luke's or St. Al's unless it's an independent practice. But most of our hospital systems here have a 72 hour turnaround time for medication refills. Um, so if you're running low on medication, make sure to call a week ahead of time and that way we can get it to you in a timely manner. Because uh, when stuff like this hits and then people run out of their medications when normally they might be able to get it to you in a day or two, we're so busy right now that that's just not necessarily is not a possibility. Yeah. I have that uh, drone delivery now. Yeah, that would be great. Um, people that are that use mail order pharmacies for the most part are doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Are they but, triaging medication? I don't know if that's the right word with medication. I know it is. That's what you do with patients. But are they like prioritizing like this uh, medication? Like we're not focusing on these orders as much as opposed to. These yes, orders, so you know? any non-essential medications, um, you know, anything that if you were to stop taking and it, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, things things like uh, uh, medications for cancer patients are um, prioritized, Top um, especially for that at-risk kind of populations. A lot of people... Yeah. Um, I, that being said, though, a lot of those people are already on top of that. <clears throat> Yeah, well, um, they yeah. kind of have to be. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, but, you know, things like seizure medications and whatnot, uh, there's... There's a lot of a lot of panic from patients about uh, you know their blood pressure and cholesterol medications, but the more majority of people that um, have like hypertension or high blood pressure, uh, if they you know if they're off of it for a few days, it's not life ending. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So it, the hospitals try their best to get to everyone, but you know. Yeah. If someone were to have, let's say, like a, um, and this isn't necessarily St. Luke's policy, this is just kind of a common sense way of thinking about it to give people an idea of how they triage it. Like if you get a bottle of Xanax filled once a year to use as needed occasionally, that kind of medication is not a priority. Because um, there's, yeah. you know, we, we're getting hundreds and hundreds of triage calls a day where patients are having you know like shortness of breath which is what we'd consider a high priority symptom or, or chest pain and, and you know amidst all this coronavirus stuff we're still getting our regular calls too like you know i just cut my arm and i've been bleeding for the past 20 minutes and you know i my i have chest pain and shortness of breath you know i think i'm having a heart attack kind of stuff so yeah uh, medications fall behind symptoms and you know priority medications that people need to ab they absolutely need them to live are prioritized over non urgent medications makes sense um, that being said uh this is my personal opinion not a professional one not one based on studies or anything but if you're experiencing manageable symptoms, stay at home. Uh, yeah. And if they're manageable, don't don't be using up any resources that you don't need. Um, because with the the how busy the hospitals are, um, that's you know it's kind of it bogs us down. And uh, it, again, like I said, personal opinion. You know, this doesn't reflect the views of my employer. I guess I should say. Um. But, you know, save the resources for the people that really need it. And if you do begin to have urgent symptoms, you know, that's when you should call or, you know, obviously. Call your doctor first. Yeah, that's call your doctor's office. Says. They're exactly. like, call your doctor before. And I've seen they've um, with the doctors in like Italy that have been getting sick. Um, they've been saying the more exposure you have to the virus, the worse your symptoms are. Interesting. Um. Obviously, I have no idea if that's substantiated or not, or if they've been able to like actually like study it. But um, it it appears to be a trend because um, there would be like younger that. people who normally, off of the information we have, would have been fine, but they've had so much exposure to the virus, they end up getting really severe symptoms. Interesting. Which has been weird. So yeah, if you've got mild symptoms, the last place you want to do is go. If that that is true, the last thing you want to do is go hang out with more people who are sick. Yeah. Exactly. Um. The, the other thing that, again, doesn't probably reflect the views of my employer, um, if you are sick and you have the ability to stay at home, there's really no reason to go be tested for something that you just need to sleep it off. You know, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's valuable information for at-risk populations. 
because uh, those people are going to need, you know, ventilators and, and massive resources if they need to be hospitalized. Um, but all that testing is really going to do for your average person that has a less than 1% chance of mortality, it, it's just going to use resources. Yeah. Um, for them to tell you, oh, yep, you, you got the, got the Kung flu, uh, you know, go home and take some DayQuil. Some chicken gel soup. Yep. So take it out again, personal opinions. That being said, do whatever you think is best for yourself. Uh, Ask your doctor. Ask your doctor. Anywho, I'm I'm done lecturing our three listeners. Which is Us. me, myself, and and TP and hey. Hayden. Yeah. Or I said me twice. Yeah, but, you did. You, you know, did. It's whatever. okay. I think we we might have lost Hayden. Hayden, can you hear us? Hayden, do you need immediate medical attention? <laughs> I think we lost him. Hello, everybody. Oh, can <laughs> you can you can you hear us? We can hear you. Hello? Hello? Might Is anybody so... out there? He can... Oh, yeah. My connection's a little rough right now, too. Discord's probably pretty swamped on yeah, a Saturday night. Yeah. They've been... Uh, Discord, when this whole thing kicked off, they were um, increasing the um, number of people that can be in the voice channels for businesses to be able to use it better. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The problem is now... You know, I, I can read the uh, Chick-fil-A terms and conditions if you want. It's, we uh, can hear you. It really is a, a mind jogger. Hayden, can you hear us? <laughs> he, can't, he can't hear us. That's what he said in the thing. Oh. Um, but we can hear him, which is hilarious. Um, you know, The problem now, though, is there's so many people online that it's bogging down the ISPs. Mm-hmm. Uh... Hayden big issue can you hear us now yes okay there we go welcome back we could hear you the whole time interesting all right yeah. but um yeah youtube has swapped over to native 720p streaming oh, now no <laughs> you can i know you can manually <laughs> well so i saw i saw the article about it earlier this week and then i was like huh that's interesting makes sense and then about two days later, and I had forgotten about the article, I'm like, why does this video look like garbage? <laughs> and then I went to like check what it is. I'm like, oh, like that's why. <laughs> Dang it. So you can bump it, you can bump it up currently to 1080p. Um, but 4K. They're yeah, or whatever, the 8K. highest limit that the video allows, but um they've yeah, been lowering right. the bandwidth. And Netflix, I think, has done it too. And there's uh, was it Amazon, maybe or some other in Europe, they're lowering their bandwidths to help not gonna lie i got a little salty the other day on reddit um when you know everybody was reposting all the twitter posts about um how gamers need to game at respectable hours because we take up so much (laughs) bandwidth and like part of me like 50 percent of me just started laughing because i know those people know nothing about (laughs) bandwidth they're just like i know when my kids playing fortnite i have my stream my streaming services buffer more which yeah. is fair, but at at the same time, they don't realize that they're using like 50 gigs an hour streaming their yeah. 4K Netflix, you know, friends for the 50th does time. Not equal mm-hmm. oh, yeah, 
it's just That's like so funny. yeah half of me was like laughing and the other half of me was like full-on rage monster turning temple tables um <laughs> but uh but yeah, anywho, I thought that yeah, was with, humorous. With my limited understanding of network engineering, all uh, residential grade internet is over partitioned. It's just like with airlines, you're going to try to sell a little bit more of your seats than you have on an airplane just because you know people aren't going to show up. Exactly. Makes sense. And especially with the with internet operation most people probably don't know what happens as soon as they plug the router into the wall and it just starts blinking <laughs> so you could probably have all these i mean every every company has to do it the unless you want double the price of uh yeah dedicated connections like you get with <clears throat> maybe maybe even business grade is um limited too but you got to pay more if you want high speed fiber 10 gigs per second yeah it makes sense mm-hmm I I would love I would love for me to get the actual advertised gigabit or megabits a second that I I pay for. I pay oh, for don't? I pay no. for 120 and I get on non-peak hours I get 90 sometimes. <laughs> so Yeah, we pay we pay for 300 and um I think we set anywhere between 100 and 200 on a mm-hmm. good day. I just checked. I'm upstairs though, so I'm like not hardwired this over Wi-Fi, but I'm getting like fifty. Let me. I'm, I'm curious. Let's find out. Yeah, I'm gonna do, check mine. And, and as I'm well. also upstairs on my on a different band and everything. But I have noticed here their Wi-Fi has not been as good, or our internet. But Wi-Fi has been. Oh, geez. Let me just throw my phone. Um, my <laughs> Wi-Fi especially. Oh, I'm sitting at 85. That's not bad. Yeah, right now I'm getting about half what I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. Which is incredibly frustrating. But yeah, welcome to the real world. <clears throat> you know. Wow, my my uploads faster than normal though. I've got five. Mine was too. Exactly the, what I'm guaranteed with upload. Yeah, so I think mine not is too. Internet. Is is so? Is that because there's not anybody uploading right now? Yes and no. Um, the way so the way it works, um, you're always, well, not always, but in most cases, you're going to be downloading more than you're uploading, um, because like say with streaming, you want to watch a video, mm-hmm. you click whatever like the movie is or whatever on Netflix, and your computer's going to upload that you've. And that takes like very little data, but it's going to upload that you've made the selection, send it off, and then the server is going to say, okay, download this movie to mm-hmm. your computer. And then you're going to spend a lot of data downloading that whole movie. So you always, the reason why download speeds are always higher than upload speeds is because unless you're uploading like videos or movies or YouTube content or things like that, you're, you don't need a very high upload speed. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to be sending out a yeah, ton the, of data. The transaction is lopsided mm-hmm. geared towards you actually consuming rather than um, producing content. Yeah. Capitalism, and that's why, baby. <laughs> and that's why downloading speeds are affected significantly more during peak times than upload speeds. Because you don't have 700 people uploading things mm-hmm. like okay. big files. 
that makes sense. But if you're a business or a YouTube streamer, that's going to definitely change. Yeah, get get that fiber internet. Mm -hmm. I would love to get fiber optic, but uh, I don't think that's coming to my part of town anytime soon. I'm probably the only person on this block that knows what fiber optic is. (laughs) That's rude, honestly, but... (laughs) Probably not that far off. Yeah, there's. I know there's a couple other younger dudes in, in... the apartment complex that I'm in, but um, surprisingly, most of the people in my apartment complex are over 35. But uh, anywho, makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, the the inconsistencies um, between download speeds is a little rough, kind of a pain. I had to explain that to um, my stepdad couple i've had to do it a couple times he doesn't he he sees it as like well this is what i'm paying for this is what i should get and i'm like unfortunately well that's not how it works fine print well, and he's like well of, but and then he goes because he, he's a businessman and he goes well we i don't want to use their service and i go okay but that's what everybody does i'm like it's a terrible situation and it's a pain but this is in, what you got insert rant about how most areas are suffering from monopolies and duopolies uh with isps because of the way things are isps in general are just i'm not super knowledgeable about all what all isps do but i feel like they're kind like they're a necessary thing but i feel like they're also kind of a sham oh totally it's i mean like if you look at uh verizon and at&t verizon and at&t you know all the other small cell phone companies piggyback off their networks yeah like they own those networks you know and it's it's the same here with uh sparklight sparklight that's what uh, it is century yep um i keep trying i keep wanting to call them cable one Uh, i mean i still get emails from them that still have like cable one headers and cable (laughs) one addresses so they're they're still cable one yeah you know but it, there was a time when there was smaller internet service providers in the, the valley, and they've pretty much pushed them all out. And I imagine it's like, well, it's like with um, cell phones and power, like it's hard to have a bunch of companies um, providing this service just because of the amount of, especially with electricity and Many internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the amount of infrastructure that would be required. Oh, for um, sure. The only way you could do it for internet would be piggyback off of somebody else. And uh, I need me. They're some, not really going to want to do that. I need me some Elon Musk satellite internet. Yeah, that really is. Apparently that um, the one of the because it's like a chain of satellites together. Mm-hmm. Um, it flew over Boise this <laughs> week uh, twice. I think I went out to look. I couldn't see it. it was cloudy last night, but apparently you could see it last night. Uh, did any of you guys check out the second moon a few weeks ago? The second moon? Yeah, so apparently, our I, I can't remember if it was Earth or our moon, acquired a second moon uh, for a little bit. What? Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah the, the, and I didn't uh, see this or hear about it? Yeah, what? I'll find it. It was... It was Could you like, see it? Yeah, you could. It, it looked like a, like a really bright star. Or like a really, really small moon, I guess. Earth has the second mini moon. I saw um, that in the next coming months, there's an asteroid that 
might fly close enough that we should be able to see it like burning in the sky like it's not gonna get close enough to like hit us but it's gonna come close enough that it's supposed to like light up in the sky man i need to read the book of revelations again jeez louise (laughs) they're they're not 100 percent sure but that would be um, pretty cool though that would be awesome as long as it's not red if it's red then we all know the world's gonna end because that's how game of thrones started oh Oh, lord (laughs) not again You know what'd be funny? Season five. You know what'd be funny is if they did like, uh, just a whole season of the the history of the Game of Thrones like world, and mm-hmm. come to find out it's actually the future of our world. Well, they, um, people were so free folk. I'm still on free folk because I'll never like give up my salt. Um. Yeah, we're still waiting for that eighth season. <laughs> but uh. The two directors, Benioff and Weiss, um, apparently made a cameo in Westworld. Ooh. Um, and they're in there with a dragon, um, with Drogon, basically. That is interesting. Like, kind of implying that like it was a park or whatever, but uh, all of Free Folk was just livid. Mm-hmm. They were not happy. And then everybody's like trying to, there's like one or two people that were like, well, they probably filmed this like, the cameo at least before all the hate came out and all this different stuff and people were just like no and just so mad it was oh hilarious i i they... i don't think uh, we've talked about i feel like we've mentioned game of thrones on every podcast we've done. yeah because yep. our salt will never die yeah <laughs> i mean that must be what it is like i'm bummed that the eighth season was so crappy but like i I don't know. I was bummed when Marjorie died. I'll say it again. And it was Burke's not well, here to. Oh my gosh. Say inappropriate things. I I liked her more than for her. She was a good character. Um, you know, but I I I learned quickly at the you know within the first four seasons she died at the end of season four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned quickly not to like anybody because they're yeah. just gonna get whacked. It was really so. interesting, and I would love to see people like do in depth like studies of this. But Game of Thrones was like a huge cultural phenomenon for years. Yeah, like people talking about. There's tons of hype around it. It was a constant thing. It was very hard to like not at least hear about Game of Thrones. I think it really and then that... like cracked open just the fantasy genre for normal people. Mm-hmm. But then what was wild is that season came out. And aside from people like dunking on Game of Thrones, have you heard anything about Game of Thrones since that that no. final season? It Nothing. died. They literally it, killed it. It it is unreal how quickly it went from this huge cultural like phenomenon, like Breaking Bad, like this big thing that everybody's watching and talking about, to literally no. nobody talks about it unless it's us like ranting on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's it's part of our incredibly consumeristic you know culture i think because mm-hmm. everybody's just moved on to whatever their their next show is but people still talk about like breaking bad and like big shows that mm-hmm. they enjoy well and, like Seinfeld. media still comes up about it and like yeah. i mean a breaking bad movie came out after like there's still that like trickle of content and enjoyment out of it and like you mm-hmm. see like they'll do different promotional things post like you'll they'll rerun the show or whatever and well, like it's, it's been 
nothing. It's it's like Schindler's List. Like you watch it once and it's fantastic. Well, but at the end of it, you've you've seen it and you've experienced it and you know that it ends poorly and maybe that's not the perfect comparison, but there's just <laughs> yeah. no need to rewatch it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like I'd watched I think I watched the season three times before season eight came out mm-hmm. so, like my first time through and then during the big like gap between six and seven i watched it again and then towards the end i like speed sp- speed ran it um Put just be- on fast forward. <laughs> yeah just because to like finish it before and then i have i have zero desire to go watch it again yeah i have but- absolutely no desire to watch any of the episodes but it ruined the whole thing yeah it's what's amazing which is really interesting considering that uh, so i love the office and i'll Mm. I'll admit like the the last three seasons are not my favorite but i've rewatched the office all the way through like probably five times which is probably a little little embarrassing i've watched it all the way through five times i've watched seasons one through five probably twice as many times um and i still when i get home from work or well i guess i already am home but when i'm done with work i'll still walk away from my computer at home yeah exactly (laughs) when i walk from computer to computer um you know i'll still turn it on and i'll still enjoy it yeah i i just i don't know it was i think it's a testament to how bad they like how how much they screwed up that and I think it's it's a testament to how unrelatable they made their characters in the end, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like uh, the character I would probably most relate with would be John, but they made such stupid decisions in the end that, like I like I lost a lot of my connections with a lot of the characters as yeah. as the show went along. And that I think that's really why I just don't care about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't even remember John's brother's name that got killed at the Red Wedding. Um, Rob. Rob. Huh, that's yeah. right. I feel bad now. Um, but, you know, like, I liked Rob. You know, I, mm-hmm. liked, I liked Ed Stark. I, you know, I liked Marjorie, obviously, as we've stated multiple times <laughs> before. But they just, you know, you can't you just can't go around killing off your characters willy-nilly honestly well yeah and you can't i mean we honestly probably shouldn't even get into this it's going to be all that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> of just salt flinging that we yes. could do mm-hmm. but that's probably how long of hour and a half are we looking at uh yeah let me check here give me one second we are currently at yeah an hour and 27 minutes probably before we yeah. just careen into another two hours of game of thrones hate <laughs> yeah. a good time to curtail it i think it's been a good episode yeah I, I i really i enjoyed the uh the discord podcast um there will it, be more there will be more and uh more. for the the listeners stay posted um we're gonna be discussing how to run a discord channel for our podcast uh, i think it'll be you know fairly interesting and in a way for us to uh 
communicate with you guys and, uh, you know, maybe get you guys involved in um, some of the video games that we enjoy playing. Uh, And the Game of Thrones hate. And and the Game (laughs) of of Thrones hate, you know. And if you want to talk shop about The Office, you know, how much you despise, you know, uh, Dwight or how much you love Dwight or how much you, you know, yeah, how much you hate Toby because he's stupid. (laughs) um you know uh i think it would be a cool way to to get other people involved Um, i agree also you know most of us in here love smash bros and uh i'm a big except for hayden well i mean he 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 flirts with smash bros (laughs) um he he does enjoy himself a good furry character yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> ruined for life that was that was 100% a joke uh, Hayden's, Hayden's he's gonna censor you now I know I, I'm it's gonna so I'm gonna take charge of posting this audio file um, oh, but anyways man. I'd like to get involved and um, it would be cool to uh, stream some video games with you guys at some point so anywho uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to say no, I'm going to let Hayden so. wrap it up. All righty, Hayden. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this great episode of the Ida Bros podcast. And we'll see Quarantine you next edition. Week. Quarantine edition. Deuces. Yep. Yeah.